The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by a real estate broker with Compass, Nadia Glavin. Nadia, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I've never done a podcast before, so this is going to be a lot of fun for you guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a lot of fun so far. Uh-huh. You are, uh, you are one of a kind. <laughs> you are one of a kind for sure. Yeah, very, very funny. And um, love to, to you know get to know you a little bit better and share your story. So why don't we just jump in originally from Ukraine? Yeah, very proud to be Ukrainian, actually. Uh, love my country. Um, unfortunately, since the last year, uh, it's a very difficult state um, back home. Uh, but yeah, born and raised in Ukraine up till I turned uh, 18. And that was the year that I decided to check out how are things done in the great United States. <laughs> <laughs> and so you had uh, this opportunity through school, right, through a, a foreign exchange program, if you will, where you were able to work. And of all places to go in the great United States, you ended up in Daytona Beach, Florida. That is correct. So uh, the program is called Work and Travel. It's a beautiful program uh, to have students come and work uh, for one summer in the U.S. and experience this culture and then go back. Like, we have to go back. You can't stay. <laughs> uh, that's why this program is done for students who are in between of their college years. So uh, I went after my third year in college. I worked in Baba Gump, Daytona Beach. So mama always said, life is like, Tony? A box of chocolates. Because? You never know what you're going to get. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> See, so that was what um, was my path of that summer. I totally fell in love with this country, um, loved, uh, loved how things were done in the restaurant business as well. I mean, Baba Gump is a great place to work for. I am so grateful for them. My English was not good. Uh, and for example, at the orientation, I only understood 10% of what oh, wow. uh, the this amazing instructor was telling us. So I went back to the place that we were staying at and I just cried for like a couple hours. Uh, then I called my mom and said, I'm getting tickets back to Ukraine because I do not understand a single word of what people are saying to me. And by the way, I was studying English in school. I just never had a chance to practice it. And on top of that, people are speaking fast. Plus, you guys maybe don't realize, but it's hard for foreigners to catch different accents, like the way New Yorkers talk versus the way people from Louisiana speak. I mean, it was super challenging. Um, so I called my mom and I said, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. And she was like, OK, you got to then get tickets and come back home. The problem is that I didn't have the money to buy the tickets back home. Wow. I mean, I could, yeah, it's the time that, you know, I had to make money to, like, survive and stuff. I mean, I come from a very not-so-rich family, let's say. Uh, but it's okay. Mm. I uh, was just learning words based on Lana Del Rey music. 
every night in my bathroom when my roommate would, would go to bed. I mean, we shared one room. So the only place I could study would be the bathroom. And I was just every night having a few hours studying that, practicing every day with people on the streets, with anybody I can talk to. Um, and finally finished that uh, orientation, um, the internship. Okay. Three months? Qu- right. qu- yeah, yeah. Well, the, the uh, orientation to work for Baba Gump took about uh, maybe three weeks. Uh-huh. They take the training very seriously. And then I was able to work there for three months. I mean, yes, I had a very simple, basic English, but it was good enough to play trivia with the uh, uh, guests of Baba Gump. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, though, and, and, and a lot of hope in that where I can't even imagine just being at that point where you can't speak a language and, and as much as you want to communicate, it's no. just not possible, right, in that moment. And for you to be where you're at today and having and be on a podcast all in English. Right? <laughs> well, who would have thought that's true? <laughs> right? Yeah. Telling your younger self good that. Point. Now, at that point, though, you did your summer here, right? Um, yep. Assuming. And then you go back to Ukraine and, and go back to school. Uh, that's right. So that was summer of 2013. Uh, and then I went back to Ukraine. I graduated um, from my university uh, and got a degree, master's degree in finance. And within a... So since I've been to the U.S., I knew I would always want to be back because I just loved with the f- I love the freedom and I love the opportunities that this country uh, has to offer. I mean, there's nothing you can't do in the U.S. Literally, it's just all up to you. And if you're a hustler, if you're a go-getter, if you uh, mean well, if you want to do good things you will be successful here, I believe. Um, So I got my master's degree, and then right away I got my student visa within a month, which was also very cool that they uh, allowed me to be back here on those terms. Um, And yeah, so I was back uh, the November of 2015. And now at that point you were in Chicago? Yeah, so I came straight to Chicago. I chose this city because I'm also from a big city, Kiev. Uh, it's actually bigger than Chicago, uh, similar in population. And I only, I only see myself living in a big city. So the options were something like LA or New York, Chicago, Miami. And I chose the city that had affordable school for me that I could, uh, I mean, it was number one rule for student visa. But again, I couldn't afford anything um, more expensive, especially to study English. Um, And uh, what else? Yeah, so Chicago was one of the most affordable options compared to those other cities. Uh, Plus, it had four seasons. By that time, I thought I like four seasons because I'm from (laughs) Ukraine, same climate zone. I mean, I was very naive, uh, but I'm happy because Chicago has this Midwestern culture. People are... People are hustlers, I believe. People are kind. Um, people are open and polite. So I'm glad I chose Chicago, actually. And a lot of Ukrainians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fun fact. My first five years in the U.S., I barely knew any Ukrainians. Really? Yeah. Wow. You, you know why? Because I had to work in my English Plus, mm. I was working in the establishments that only had, mo- mostly had American people uh, working at. 
So there was no way of me to get to know Ukrainians, really. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I lived, my roommates were from like Kazakhstan, my first roommates and from Russia. And so I just didn't happen to know many Ukrainians. Mm. It all changed within the last year <laughs> since I started volunteering a lot and helping my homeland. That's when I realized, oh my God, Chicago has, Chicago land has 400,000 of Ukrainians. How crazy. And wow. uh, well, now we are very, uh, very close mostly because we have the same um, um, evil that united us. Right, right, right. 100%. The same co- common, common purpose we have yeah. that we're working on volunteering. Yeah. And now when you, when you did come here, though, the, you were in hospitality and bartending yeah and, and that really i mean it's a great uh, way to meet people it's a great way to learn a language i'm assuming right uh, all, all these things but then someone recommended that you get into real estate and that's really just how this all kind of started right where where uh, yeah well i'll let you tell it but how how you got into the business sure sure uh i did graduate with my um master's degree in finance, but I always knew that my job would be with people because I'm a people's person. I'm very extroverted. Uh, I love to give back and so on. So like going through the numbers from uh, morning to night sounded like uh, so boring. And that was the time that I was working in hospitality and I loved it. The reason why I was working there is because first of all, I knew how to do it. Secondly, I was a student. There would be not many job opportunities that would be okay for like uh, late evening and nighttime because I had right. school during the day here, uh, barely had any days off. Uh, but uh, my best friend from Ukraine, she went to the same college with me. She recommended that, hey, uh, first of all, she was working in mortgage uh, industry mm. and she just said, why don't you try being a realtor? I mean, she said, you could be a perfect fit, fit for it. The struggle that I faced then is faced then was that um, again the vocabulary. I mean, it was so different. I mean, it was very specific and anything. But uh, at that t- uh, time, I had a very good conversational English, but I knew nothing about terms like eminent domain. And when everybody in school, in real estate school, was like so quickly learning, I was like Googling words, you know. But overall, I passed my exam from a second try, the Illinois portion, federal portion, easy peasy. But Illinois, they had some tricky questions. So I did a second um, second time passing the exam. By the way, fun fact, Next month, I'm getting my managing broker license. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Well, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) But that seems to be part of what your ethos is, right? And I mean, you have uh, something written somewhere uh, on on your body, right? But never give up, right? And that's one of the things that you wanted to make sure that that came across when you are really speaking about your, your story, that more than anything else, as much as it is difficult for you to talk about yourself and... But it, it's really the story of resilience, right? And, and never giving up. What when you look back at those things, and um, you know that you that you essentially look at your story from coming here. What's that that to you? What does that mean to you to to never give up? And 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 some of those challenges that you face, where you know you could have easily given up, but here you are uh, doing so much within an industry that you really found success in quickly because of that ethos. I think that you can truly taste the success and enjoy the happiness if you fought for it and if you 
um, suffered or struggled at some certain points, and then you finally got it. That's the only way. I'll give you an example. If someone wins in a lottery, besides marathon lottery, because that's <laughs> different. <laughs> um, so if someone wins in a lottery, uh, usually those people become addicts or they waste those money. They, they're not going smart about it because they've gotten them in an easy way. So same idea. If you, f- if you mm, know the struggle and the effort that was behind this, then you can truly enjoy uh, what it brings at the end. So same how it is with English right now. Um, you know, I could have, I mean, I was so, you have no idea, I was so lost. It was so hard. <laughs> The reason the, the reason why it was even harder is because I don't have patience usually. I have to work on it. It takes a while. Um, if you big things usually come in a longer run, you just have to have that patience. So I always look up to professions like doctors, for example, or mm, I don't know, engineers, Engin- like engineers, that. teachers, whatever. It's the amount of years that they can put in it, you know, because I like um, quicker uh, quicker uh, results or outcomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, nature of things happening, okay? That's why I went to real estate. And I actually very much like sales because um, people can feel your... Um, uh, people... People can, f- mm, f- mm. we can scratch that. No. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna s- say this message. Um, the way you come across, people can read it, right? So in sales, it's very important to read the people and remember their needs and match them perfectly with um, houses in our job it's not a hard job that we have but unfortunately in our industry a lot of people are being very pushy and that's what drives me nuts <laughs> and and it seems like really you just have an easy time connecting with people so if yes, you very genuinely much. care then, then it yeah. makes your job easy yeah tony me and you connected what two days ago and look at us now <laughs> and i have a, what a glass of water to celebrate <laughs> yeah because you're doing your your dry december right yeah, this month I had 13 Christmas parties. And in order for me to survive and not to become an alcoholic, I just had to go do the right dry December. There's another goal. I really trying to build a six pack because I want to prove that fat people can also have abs. <laughs> well, I mean, here you were talking about the lottery earlier that uh, you were referring to the fact that you won yeah. the lottery to run the uh, the marathon, right? So Crazy. that's that's a goal for 2024, October? Uh, that's right. So same idea, never give up. I wanted to prove to myself that I can do this. As of right now, it's still not, uh, hasn't been completed, so I can't talk about it just yet. Um, the reason behind is that we can possibly do anything in the world that we want if we have our big why behind it 
right? So my big why is to work on that patience because so that's what I'm struggling with and um, running for so many hours. By the way, my goal is to just do six and a, six hours. <laughs> if I could just do six hours, it's going to be a success, <laughs> uh, hopefully sooner. I've done like a 10K, but that was my max. Um, that's, a, that's good, though. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, it was hard, but, you know, I didn't even train for that because, again, mm. I don't have that patience. So if I can commit to something uh, like once a week running with a group of people, that would be awesome. I feel like it's going to just change my life so much. I'm actually thinking of quitting alcohol for a longer time now, maybe for this next year, because this dry December is going so well. Always focused, always sharp mind in the gym every morning, um, not, you know, in the bed by 10 p.m. Nothing is really uh, stopping me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to have a good time and drink, but I'm fun without drinking. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I recommend everybody to try that because I've done 75 hard in the past. And I realized that first glass, you know, I was looking forward for that first glass of wine out of 75 hard and I did not enjoy it because, wow. yeah, because you change your life, you build new habits, uh, you enjoy always having a sharp mind and then you don't want to go back to whatever inconsistency you've had. That's so true. And yeah. I, I'm at that place, though, where I don't enjoy drinking. Oh, stop it. Because I've seen your um, fridge full of wine bottles. Yeah. Oh, well, wine that's, that's why it's full. It's <laughs> for <laughs> oh, everybody right. else, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> true, true, true. Cool. But that's even that's a great point, though, because even as much as we're surrounded by it, it just doesn't even appeal to me, right? Yeah. That's, that's it's a, But you're right, though. It is that. And when you start to see the benefit of that, um, and, and, and you do have a lot of aspirations, and it seems like you, you have found success, not only in, in your your profession but also in being involved in the industry and your community because it seems like it's it's not just that you're ukrainian or it's this but that you really took a, a an active role in the real estate community and now you're vice chair of the ypn for, for the chicago association of realtors right yes super humbled and uh, proud that i've gotten this opportunity uh tc if you don't know him it's tommy Choi. he is one of the industry leaders uh that's the guy the guy who was my mentor, uh, who told me, hey, you might want to consider being a part of YPN. And I uh, remember we sat down and he was asking me all these questions to prepare me for the interview. And oh, Lord, my my answers were so wrong. I was I was thinking so selfishly, like, like, what am I going to get out of it and stuff? Now, totally different approach I have. I have a mentality of go-giver now more than anything because, uh, first of all, I believe in karma and then good things uh, come back to you. Secondly, be, we need to make this community better, this community of realtors. Our job, usually, realtors don't have the best reputation. It's our job to always be the best versions of ourselves and always have our clients' best interest in mind because we, mm, people count on us. We are their advocates in the sometimes the biggest life decisions. Oh, besides getting married, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can influence that. You can go and be with whoever you want. But I want to be there 
when you're ready to make the home purchase or to sell. Or most importantly, my favorite part part is investment properties. Because uh, we've been buying, me and my husband, we've been buying one property a year for the last three years. One of them is a multi-unit, so three apartments at the same time. And that's what I believe wealth is the freedom the uh, you can do whatever you want um, and have that passive income coming every month I mean damn it's such a good way uh, of living your life and um, not overworking those hours um, so that's what I want to just you know inspire people to do and and yeah I guess what in that journey of inspiring people is the biggest pushback that you get because as much as that everyone knows this it's still something that people aren't investing in and, and sometimes just to get people to change those habits from you know investing or not, or not even investing but spending their money incorrectly right how do you get how do you communicate that as uh, as someone who who's not only a realtor but also doing yeah. it right you're living this life sure 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 so i believe you always have to start with what's your big why i mean some people like to travel every year and work from home and never would have a um a goal of becoming homeowners right however i just believe in stability of real estate meaning uh the the um, cost of the property will always go up eventually, right? So you have to obviously have a you have to obviously invest in a great opportunity. You have to make it a great opportunity. Have to work on it and yada yada yada. And but at the end, naturally, with the inflation and everything and the appreciation, the houses costs will go up. Uh, with that being said, it's a safe investment. Answering your question. Obviously, ask your big why. And Tony, I want to scratch all of that that I said. <laughs> ask me the question again. I'm going to think of the better way. Because I am uh, all over the place. No, I fine. need to structure my thought. It's a very good question. So how do you communicate that? How do you get that across that you know, investing in real estate is a smart option? And given that you are not only a realtor and have that expertise, but also that you're actually doing it and you know, making some of those sacrifices so that you can have that life. How do you communicate that to others who still are, are spending money poorly and can be living a completely different life and not be a slave to um, finances, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I will give this advice. First of all, it's a big why. I've always dreamed about having my own place by the age of 25 um, okay, fine. It happened at the age of like 26, <laughs> but that was my first place. But uh, your big why. So you probably naturally want to have that stability. It's not for everyone. I get it because some people like to keep renting and move around from state to state and work from home. It's a different mentality. Totally respect that. Still would doesn't need to stop you from becoming an investor. But um, but I would look at your uh, income and put aside 30% and to your savings account every month and not touch it. Set in stone. It has nothing to do with 401k or any other uh, investments that you do in maybe stocks. It's just that reserve budget that you work that you put in towards your goals of uh, investing. Why? Is because it's um, passive income. I'll give you an example. 
Oh, here's here's a good example. I'll give you my story. So with having five properties, living in one, those other four uh, are being rented out, and they completely cover the cost of my mortgage. My mortgage right now is about $4,000 a month. So the profit from those four properties completely covered. So it's been like that since I've got that multi-unit and now this fourth unit, um, I've been living for free. So even when we got a multi-unit, we would be living in one of the units and have three other, two of them in the same building, one separately in Cabrini Green. By the way, my favorite area to invest in Cabrini Green. Uh, and so those all units, uh, uh, I have to say, they were purchased when the interest rates were lower than now, but it doesn't matter because you can refinance in future and you can make some upgrades and that will bring the value up. I mean, it's all obvious things, I believe, but it's just whether you want, I mean, who doesn't want to live for free? I mean, I love, it's only with five properties. So from now on, the goal is to buy one property a year. I want to do a fl flipping as well, uh, but uh, don't necessarily have the amount of um, uh, funds that I needed for renovation. What I want to say, though, every time I'm able to put the money aside, like I was talking about those 30%, that's it. I buy a new property. So I don't believe in having a big savings account. I mean, why would I need it? I, I agree. Some people uh, like to uh, invest in different things like stock market and, uh, I don't know, um, bitcoins, whatsoever. I feel like uh, real estate is just more reliable uh, type of investment. And that's it. That's why I chose this path. That's the same way I educate my clients. Um, what I want to say is that um, I forgot. No, that's okay. It's a great answer, though. Wait, wait. I want to I wanna add one more thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, fuck me. Oh, I know. So, okay. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay. So I want to say is that from when I have this, those 30% of my income saved up, saved up in a separate account. When I reach closer to $50,000, that's it. I invest them in a new property because that's enough money for the down payment. Uh, you don't have to always put 20%, obviously. So I love, it's my nature, to be pushed to the wall when I spend everything and then I have to start again because that's just my mentality that motivates me to work harder. So, for example, uh, the reason why I stayed in the U.S. is because I did not have uh, money to go back to Ukraine, right? I couldn't give up. Same thing here. I like to take responsibility. Sometimes I'm just lazy, right? Like I maybe, may, of course, I could have worked and got another five clients at the same time, but I like to have a life balance. So with that being said, when I really need to work for something, when I'm pushed to the wall, uh, then I'm gonna work extra hard. <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah. Uh, but it's been going great. Uh, the tenants are awesome. Uh, the I rent them for market value. One of the places is rented under market value because the tenant has been there for like eight years or so. And it still is very profitable because 
because we live for free. And that's, I mean, so much peace of mind with that. And, and it allows yeah. you the freedom to to think differently, too. You know, you, you don't think from the, the from a place of lack, right? I mean, think about how much time you uh, designate towards your safety, just like basic needs. So how much time you worry about oh, what's going to happen? What if I don't have money and so on and so on? I don't know. I, I mean, I can't tell you how to uh, spend your money, but... I feel like, you know, when I didn't have a place, I was living a very reserved life. Uh, maybe I would go to the bar no uh, no, uh, no more often than twice a month or so. Okay. I mean, also, you can just um, host parties at home. Right? I mean, there's, <laughs> there's different ways of doing it. Yeah. Or you can do something like, I don't know, uh, going on a walk with a dog. I mean, it's just, it's all free things, but it's so much happiness, isn't it? A hundred percent. So with that freedom, what's next for you? What can we expect? And, um, you know, what's, what are the things that you're looking forward to in the new year? Uh, the new year I, well, professionally, um, I might just have hired my first assistant. Uh, so exciting. Mm-hmm, very exciting. Uh, I can focus now on meeting even more people. So the first 100 day- days of the new year, I focus on meeting new people, one person a day, one new person a day, in person, meeting a coffee, lunch, or whatsoever, um, because I want to expand my network and I want to collaborate with like-minded people. Uh, that's for the first 100 days. Then the second 100 days, I'm going to focus on that marathon thing. Um, I mean, some just have to run it at some point. Uh, and also, I like to look at every year in that circle, balanced circuit of life. Do you know what I mean? Like when there's your spiritual growth, your um, friendships, relationship, and so on. So I want to, as of right now, it's all at like 9 out of 10, besides one thing, which I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm working on it. And so... I just want to live 10 out of 10 next year. I feel like with having an assistant that can help me with that. Um, and, and as often, giving back to the community. I am very involved with the Ukrainian community. And we're doing a lot of um, just volunteer work and gathering money and sending to armed forces of Ukraine with people on front lines. Uh, that's what I'm the most passionate about, I guess. Um, I also want to improve my dancing skills. Uh, I've okay. been working on it for this last year. <laughs> um, but overall, I feel like it's going to be a great year for uh, people uh, who are looking to buy because the interest rates are going to drop. I'm yep. just worried that it's going to be another 2021 because a lot of people, uh, hold on, they froze during this last, yeah. I mean, during this year, they just froze and pushed back because they are always saying, oh, we're just waiting for the interest rates to drop. Well, that's mm. Here we go. Yeah, so now <laughs> it's going to be a lot of demand. A lot and, of demand. and how can people find you online? Oh, Nadia Glavin, everywhere. <laughs> just Google Nadia Glavin. <laughs> Two eyes in my name. That's because in my language, it's spelled in Cyrillic. So when you translate to English, it creates that extra I. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Nadia, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, and for bringing uh, some sunshine on a, on a winter's day here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Well, this was wonderful. It was so easy. Easier than what I thought. Thank you. Thank you.